Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Andy Rourke, and this is the Kona Shame Show. Gang, welcome back. Got some awesome stuff for you. Hey, if you're going to be at VMX Veterinary Conference in Orlando next week, and you see me, please come and say hi. I would love to meet you. I really do enjoy when people come up. Uh, tell me that you listen to the podcast. That that will mean the world to me. Tell me what you like about it. I, I love to hear that stuff. I love to take photos with people, uh, things like that. So I am I'm a super extroverted person. I love meeting people in vet medicine. I would love to know you. It, I would love if you said hello. So just uh, if you hear this and you're at VMX and you're like, hey, that's Andy. Come and say hi. I would. I, it would just... I would just get a kick out of it. I really do love meeting people in vet medicine, especially people that listen to the podcast. That means a ton to me. So, so yeah, this is your open invitation. So it's not weird at all. You were like, you said I could come and talk to you. Please do. I would love that. Also, guys, don't forget, we're giving away $100 a week on DrAndyRourke.com. All you got to do is sign up for the newsletter. And it's not spammy. It's not salesy, anything like that. We just send out the podcast links and the um, articles from the website. And then that way, you know, Facebook doesn't show people everything. They're showing people less and less good stuff, I think. But um, I'm biased. But uh, a lot of people don't, don't see the Dr. Andy Work articles and stuff that the way that they used to. And so get on the newsletter and we'll just once a week, we'll send you uh, the update on all the awesome, awesome stuff that we've got going on. And that's it. And uh, you're entered automatically to win a hundred bucks. And every week we pull it. You got to be in vet practice. You got to work at a vet hospital. Other than that, no requirements at all. So uh, jump on, get signed up for the Dr. Andy Work newsletter. Head over to drandywork.com and you can do that. And then you're entered for the giveaway. And the last thing is, guys, I want to try something totally new. I get asked a lot to give shout outs. People are like, hey, Andy, my technician is having a birthday and she loves uh, your stuff or she loves the podcast or she loves the website or the videos. And uh, I was wondering if you could just send her a quick video telling her that she's awesome and here's why. And guys, you know what? I'm going to do that. If you want me to send a little video shout out to someone, I will do that. All I ask is that you leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. So Kona Shame, go and leave a review and then send me an email. And in the email, say, hey, I left a review. Would you send a shout out to this person? And here's why. So tell me what, tell me why I should shout this person out. Tell me why they're awesome. And I will send you a 30 second video that they will love. And so I'll, it'll just come by email and I'll send a quick thing over and you can show it to them and be like, hey, Dr. Andy Work loves you. Check it out. And I will totally do that. Let's try it out. If I get swamped with these, I may have to stop doing them, but I'm willing to give it a shot and just see if it's something that people want. If people are like, Andy, I, I, no one wants a shout out from you, I will understand that and I will be okay and I will go on with my life. But I really do love uh, say, doing that. It makes me happy to make other people happy. And I think it's a cool way that we can try to get some reviews for the show, which is how people are going to find us. So that's the trade I'm willing to make. Leave us a review on iTunes and then you can shoot an email over and say, please give this person a shout out. The email address, because you're like, what's the email address? The email address is podcast at drandyrourke.com. That's podcast at drandyrourke.com. So go hit that five-star button on iTunes, uh, write a little thing saying, I love the podcast, and then uh, send me an email and say, hey, that's me, and I want you to give a shout-out to my friend Janet, and I will do my best to get it back to you. So let's try this out and see if it works. Gang, with that, Let's get into this episode. Back by mega popular demand, 
Ingrid Johnson. That's right, we're talking cats with Ingrid Johnson. The most popular Cone of Shame episode that we've had so far is the Scarf and Barf Cats with Ingrid. And so here's another dose of some Ingrid Johnson wisdom. Ingrid is a certified cat behavior consultant through the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. She's employed at Paws, Whiskers, and Claws, which is a feline-only veterinary hospital, and she's worked exclusively with cats since 1999. Ingrid operates Fundamentally Feline, which provides in-home and phone consultations for clients experiencing behavior challenges with their cats. In addition to behavior consultations, Ingrid publishes educational content on her website, and that is fundamentallyfeline.com. You can also find her on social media at fundamentallyfeline. Check her out. She is really amazing. She uh, makes her own line of foraging toys, scratching posts, vertical space, and litter boxes. She lectures on cat behavior at veterinary conferences, including AAFP, VMX, ACVC, and other things with acronyms like that. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Hey guys, we are back. I am here with the amazing Ingrid Johnson and thank you again for making time to talk with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. I I I lo- I love having you on. This is so great. Let's um let's do a how do you treat that? And I'll give you I'll give you a tough one. Um we have a 1-year-old spayed female cat and the owner is in the exam room and she says this cat has destroyed my sofa and she's torn up the door frames in the house like the like the paint is off the door frames and she's eyeing the couch it's my husband's leather couch and he's going to toss the cat out of the house and me too if it gets destroyed i have scratching posts i've i have tried everything on the market i i i there, i'm at the end of my rope i need this cat's claws taken off and i do not want to take this cat's claws off how do you treat that? What do I, what do I do? Awesome. Great question. Thank you for asking this one. This is actually probably one of the easiest behaviors for me to fix as a behaviorist. And it is all about location, location, location. Cats scratch in high traffic pathways where the owner and the cats in the home pass through each day. So they typically want to scratch on the arms of the sofa and the corners of the, you know, the door frame moldings and basically high traffic areas that are socially significant to that individual. They're telling you exactly where they need to leave their kitty text message, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to not put our scratching posts where they need them. We get a scratching post. It's usually too short, covered in the wrong material, and we put it in the guest bedroom. And we wonder why the cat's not using it. The cat is telling you where the post needs to go. So if we get a nice, tall, minimum of 30 inches, but taller is even better, abrasive, ideally sisal, but natural wood, sisal rope. We do not want to have a fuzzy, tufted, carpeted scratching post because that does not meet the cat's needs. We want them to be able to rip the sheaths off their nails when they're scratching, groom their nail. 
and it needs to be heavy. They need to be able to get a, get a full body stretch and from the tip of their front toes to the tip of their back toes, dig into that post. Trees and deck railings don't move. So when we get these little rinky dinky posts from, you know, the department store that are 12 or 16 inches tall, they fall over when they use them. And now it's scary. Unpack that a little bit because that's a really important point. When we're talking about the height, you said they should be able to get a full body stretch. Correct. What, What do you mean? Unpack that for a second. What does that mean? So I want the cat to be able to reach up because 90% of young, healthy adult cats are going to reach up and pull down something. Some cats want to scratch horizontally, but most young, healthy adult cats want to scratch vertically. So again, with trees and deck railings not swaying and moving, that post has got to be stable and tall so they can really get a good stretch. Right. They're on they're on back feet, back arched, claws yeah. out, st- reaching up to the heavens. That's how tall it needs to be. Exactly right. In fact, and stable enough to hold them up uh, and make them feel safe. Exactly. Exactly right. And again, all about location. The cat is telling you where they need that post to be placed. So if we can't live with the post there forever, We put it there for a while, maybe a couple of weeks. We get them using it. We get their scent on it. We maybe have to booby trap the sofa. We might use some double-sided sticky tape or something like that to deter use. If every single time they go to the sofa and they touch it and it's sticky and unappealing, and then literally two inches away is their appropriate post, they're very quickly going to start to use the post. If you praise them, play with them, offer food and treats when they use the post, and reward the behavior you like, they're going to continue to do it to try to solicit the positives from you. Give me a quick tutorial on booby trapping the couch. Okay. So first and foremost, with cats, no matter what behavior we're trying to train, we want to reward what we like and ignore what we don't. So we don't want to react when they scratch on the sofa, but we want to praise when they scratch on the post. So that will very quickly teach them, this gets me good stuff. This other post, or you know, the sofa gets me nothing. And then booby trapping the sofa. Some people use the aluminum foil and all that hoopla, but I find that the double-sided sticky tape is really the most ideal. Um, You can also use some scent deterrents like citrus. Cats don't like the smell of citrus, so you could spritz something citrusy on the side of the couch. You could also get something slick and smooth because they tend to want to sink their nails into something that provides friction, again, to groom the nail sheath. So if you put um, like a, there's actually protectors that you can purchase on Amazon that are vinyl that you can actually put on the side of the corners of the sofa temporarily, all the while you're redirecting the cat to the appropriate post. And then once they're using it, you might be able to very slowly scooch it to a place in the house where you can live with it long term, close to that spot. Cool. What, um, talk to me a little bit about substrate. You said it should be heavy. Uh, like what, what do you look for in substrate? Are there things that you really like or, or things that you want to stay away from? So first of all, cats are all unique individuals, just like the rest of us, just like every other species, right? So we have generalizations. We know that a lot of cats love to scratch sisal, sisal carpet or sisal rope doesn't matter, but that is a very, um, densely woven natural fabric like jute or hemp, very similar to that. Um, So that's the preferred substrate of most cats, but it's all about offering choice. What if they want to scratch a tree log? What if they want natural untreated wood or corrugated cardboard? You want to offer options because just because they're a cat doesn't mean they all like the same thing. So just like with everything else, food, litter, all the things in their life, toys, we want to give them some choice and see what they go for. Mm -hmm. So 
the majority of cats, again, sisal. But the one thing I do have people stay away from is fuzzy tufted carpet. That's for cozy time. That's fine on a cat condo where they're going to take a nap. And, you know, like a little cradle where they're going to sit and perch and watch the birds. But it's not really for the vertical purpose of scratching. Teaches them, scratch the carpet texture. Most people have fuzzy tufted carpet on their floor. Right. No, it makes sense. Okay, cool. So location, um, we talked about height. We talked about uh, texture. So you just um, so just straight up scratching posts uh, are the way that you're you're going to address this. Is there anything else? Oh, and, and sort of um, trying to negatively incentivize uh, the, the couch, as we talked about. Yes. Is, is there any other steps that you're going to take? Well, obviously, learning to trim the nails is a really great thing, too. Now, of course, they're going to want to scratch after their nails have been trimmed and hone the nail and get it sharpened again. But they can do a lot less damage if we can keep the nails trimmed regularly. And some vet hospitals will offer this. Some people can hire a pet sitter. Or you can train your cat to accept nail trims, just like you can train your cat to the post. Clicker training a cat is actually quite easy. And again, rewarding what you like, ignoring what you don't. So um, we have to find a food reward to get them to accept it. You know, the feet are the most sensitive part of a cat's body. They have more nerve endings in their paw pads than anywhere else on them. So when we go to touch the paws, we have to be gentle and we have to reward uh, them putting up with us. Yeah. What do you think about products like soft paws, things like that, that are that are nail sheath covers? Yeah. Um, are, are, do you have strong feelings one way or other? My, my feeling about them is that they're really not a long-term fix. You know, if you put on one, one batch of soft paws, that's pretty much, it's just not something that's going to fix the problem for the long haul. It might be a Band-Aid while you're training the cat, but I really don't recommend them or use them. Um, it's not going to train that cat for 20 years to use the appropriate item for the rest of its life. Gotcha. So it's a short-term fix, and it's annoying to the cat. They're difficult to put on. You have to remove them if the cats haven't removed them themselves, which a lot of people forget. And then the nail continues to grow and grows right into the paw pads embedded with a soft paw. I've seen that too many times. So I do shy away from those. Okay. Um, tell me about uh, where, what are people looking for when they look for good um, scratching posts? You have products that you really like a lot. You have, um, I think you have, you have one that you actually have designed, correct? Correct. Yeah, actually, we are a no declaw facility, the vet hospital where I work. So we have to have alternatives available. So we actually make our own line of scratching posts. They're 32 inches tall, and they have a sisal base as well as a sisal post. So you've got a horizontal and a vertical scratching needs are met all in one. And one of the really nice things about our posts is that they come in all different colors. If you want charcoal gray to match your charcoal gray sofa, there you go. If you want chocolate brown to match your brown hardwood floors, you can have that. You can have black, beige, gold, whatever you want. And for me, it's really important that it's not an eyesore in the home, that you can be proud of it and have it in a prominent place. So it shouldn't be this carpeted monstrosity that you want to hide. Um, so as a no declaw facility, we actually carry scratching posts out our office we offer nail trims at no charge. They do have to make an appointment, but we will teach clients to trim nails. We carry nail trimmers. We give them lessons, and we'll trim them if they're not able to do it at home. And we set them up for success by sending them home with a good post their cats will use. Perfect. And I know there are probably some people out there who are going, well, why don't you want to just declaw the cat? Um, how would you, How do you respond to that? Well, I tell them that declawing is one of the most painful procedures in veterinary medicine, and it's punishable by loss of veterinary license in other countries. And, you know, here in the U.S., we need to remember that they are 
a living creature and it's more important than our sofas and our carpets, but really more importantly, a very easy problem to resolve. There was her, her cat just ran across the keyboard. That's what the sound that you heard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, um, that, that was a little distracting, but you know what? She didn't hang up on us and that's all. No, that was great. She was very <laughs> considerate that way. Oh my goodness. Um, but yes, I, I'm a very big advocate for not declawing. If the kitties have already been declawed, you know, we can't go back. We can't put that cat's toes back on, but we have to remember they are walking on amputated bone. It was never intended to bear body weight. These cats live with chronic pain. And in fact, when they can't scratch, this is really fascinating. A lot of people don't realize they lose, they get muscle atrophy in their shoulders and their low in their back because they can't do that kind of downward facing dog stretch when they go to scratch and hook their nails into their post and get a good reach. It actually affects their muscle tone. Yeah. There, and, there's a lot of stress management there as well. You know, just the psychological ability to, to stretch out and scratch. And um, it, yeah, it, it's amazing how much we have learned and are learning about the long-term implications of declawing. And so, you know, it's one of those things where we keep learning so we know better, so we can do better. And Absolutely. I think this is, this is definitely where we're going and, and we all should be working towards uh, the end of declawing, I think. Well, and scratching is also a feel-good behavior. So if you've got a sick cat at home and all of a sudden they walk over their post and start scratching after three days of laying in a heap, you know that cat's feeling better. You know, it's kind of like us driving down the road with the windows down, singing our favorite song. And we've got to remember that this is an innate behavior. It's as innate as asking a dog not to bark or a bird not to fly. They have to scratch. And it helps them blow off frustration and stress. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks a lot for your help. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It is how people find the podcast. And also just hit that text button and send it to your friends. If there's somebody you're like, oh, you should hear this, please send it over to them. It really is how we get the uh, word out. And it's how we spread the knowledge and the love. So thanks so much for your help with that. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye.